what is the cure for cancer is a very important question, but not a philosophical question. However, to ask what is health, or what is a cause, or how many social resources should be devoted to curing cancer versus other social aims, all these are philosophical questions. Now, first philosophy refers to two philosophical subfields, epistemology, or the theory of knowledge, and metaphysics, or the theory of reality. These two will be our focus. Now, this doesn't mean that all other philosophical questions depend on what we'll be dealing with in this course, but the metaphysical and epistemological questions constitute a very important family of inquiries, like what is reality and how do we know it? We will be forced as well to stray into some related areas like logic, philosophy of language and science, and even occasionally some social and political philosophy where the latter impact first philosophy. For social and political changes, sometimes alter the atmosphere in which first philosophy is done. For example, you can't understand the development of the very abstract philosophy of German idealism in the late 18th century, which we'll be seeing later. You can't understand it without recognizing how the German idealists were influenced by Rousseau's political philosophy in the 18th century and by the French Revolution. Now, modern philosophy, philosophy arguably began with the 16th or 17th centuries, as medieval institutions and medieval ways of thought began to give way to the modern world. We will follow first philosophy from the beginning of the 17th to the end of the 20th century. Now, some cautions as we pursue the history of modern philosophy are in order. First of all, our foray into each period will of necessity be a brief set of snapshots. There's a lot of history that we will not be covering. We must remember as well that when we read philosophical history, we're mostly reading the radicals. That is to say, in each period of time, we, as we look back, read the thinkers whose ideas broke with the tradition. We read the innovators, not those who toiled within the status quo. In effect, we read those few thinkers of a time who made history. As an historian would tell you, the thought of most scholars at any given time is far less provocative. Everything about the thinkers we will study is controversial, and other philosophers may well have a different reading of them than I do, but that goes with the territory of philosophy. We will always be reading important, hence great philosophers, but you should remember that great doesn't necessarily mean right. We will not cover all the important thinkers, nor even cover all the work of the most important that we do talk about. Especially when we reach the 20th century, there are virtually no philosophers equally expert on the different traditions and subfields of contemporary philosophy. Certainly I'm not. I know some figures we will consider much better than others. But what we will try to do with all these qualifications is to gain a clear enough knowledge of the basic logic of each position and controversy and a broad perspective on how each fits with the others. So you will, by the end of the course, have a pretty good picture of the whole forest and basic familiarity with some of the biggest and most distinctive trees. That is, we want to be able to see, say, 
three or the three or four most basic claims of a philosopher on a topic, to understand those claims as clearly as the philosopher proposing them does, and maybe sometimes more clearly. And this usually means understanding also their contraries. It's a good rule of thumb to remember in most intellectual topics. To understand a term or a position, you have to automatically ask, what's its opposite? Thirdly, we want to understand the main arguments or reasons for each of these basic claims of each philosopher. We want to see what the justification is that for them so that you can look under the hood and evaluate them for yourself, because that is, after all, the point of doing philosophy. Now, let's look at some sample issues that we'll be pursuing. One of the most basic is what exists. That is, what is the population of reality? For example, it seems that much of reality is material.